Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. Well, good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Jeremy. Well, so Thanksgiving morning together here in the studio. I know, right. What commitment we have. Did you bring any turkey in here? I didn't. You know, the turkey's still in the oven. Oh, actually, I thought you were the turkey. Oh, yeah. What about you? You guys got big plans for Thanksgiving? Oh, you know, Pierce is cooking. Dude, you know I don't cook. (laughs) He's slaving away over a red-hot stove while I'm in here with you Mm, so you're thankful for that absolutely i'm thankful and i am even more thankful about our guests today and that they got up to join us on thanksgiving absolutely we have two wonderful guests with us we have uh, randy moore the ceo of the american association of nurse anesthetists welcome randy hello good good to be here thank you yeah and we also have ralph cole the senior director of federal government affairs for aana as well welcome ralph very thankful to be here, guys. Yeah, good. Well, Sharon, why don't you tell everybody what time it is? It is time to wake up, Jeremy. It's time to wake up. And on our show, we always are looking to educate people. But this was your idea, this thankful podcast. And I'll let you kind of elaborate on that for a moment. Well, Thanksgiving falls on a Thursday, and that's the day that our podcasts always come out. And I, for one, am terrifically thankful for the American Association of Nurse Anesthetists because with this organization, this is what is protecting my practice, the profession that I so love. Yeah. So I thought we could all just be a little bit more thankful today on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a wonderful idea. And and Ralph, why don't you just kind of give us a little explanation of what you think this organization means to you and why you're thankful for it? Yeah, absolutely. Besides giving you a job. (laughs) (laughs) Besides my salary, I'm uh, I'm thankful for a lot of things. You know, as a government affairs professional and and as a lobbyist, there's a lot of connotations that come along with that title. And at the ANA, I found a home where I truly and utterly believe in everything that we're trying to accomplish strategically. I believe in the profession. I believe in the members. And it gives me purpose, a professional purpose to represent people who I know, who I care about, and 
trying to advance a mission that I, I truly believe in. It makes me very thankful to go to work every day and to work as hard as I can to try to help out people that I, I've grown to know, love, and respect. Well, we love and respect you too, Ralph. So we appreciate everything you do for us. So, Randy, why don't you tell us what this organization means to you and why you are thankful for it? I have a little bit of a different perspective, but there's certainly overlap with Ralph. It's abundantly clear to me that this profession has given me almost everything that's really important to me in my life. You know, obviously my family's number one, but being a CRNA and being a leader within the organization has opened up so many doors for me to be successful and to grow and to learn. And you may or may not be aware of the fact that I come from pretty humble background and being the first person to, in my family to graduate from college and, and then moving into healthcare and then being successful in leadership, a big piece of that is the AANA. And certainly if you would have told me five years ago that I would be CEO of the organization, I would have told you you're crazy. Uh, and sometimes I, I wonder if I'm crazy, <laughs> but I do think it's been, and it still is the most immense privilege to lead at the top of the organization as a CRNA, leading other CRNAs in the org- and, and moving forward. And, and for me, that's been the opportunity of a lifetime. Well, how many degrees do you have now, Randy? You started out being the first one to ever get a degree, and how many do you have now? Um, <laughs> i got a story. So uh, last year, I was in the kitchen trying to open up a can with a can opener, and I was struggling mightily. And then my, my 12-year-old came in. She goes, you, for someone who has a lot of college degrees, you sure are, uh, you don't have any common sense. <laughs> I do think that's true. And, 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 and she said, Mom tells me that you're really educated, but sometimes you're not that bright, which is, again, true as well. So, yeah, I've, I've got a couple graduate, a few graduate degrees, and, of course, the, my, under, my undergraduate nursing degree. And again, it was anesthesia, nurse anesthesia that opened up the doors of opportunity and, and helped me see the all the opportunity that is presented to CRNAs in this country. Yep. And Randy, kids will definitely humble us, won't they? (laughs) No matter who you are and what you do, your kid can humble you at any point in time. That's right. (laughs) I try to reciprocate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. That was good, Randy. Well, are there any particular industry CRNA mentors that you're thankful for? And we'll just go with Randy first, maybe past, current, and then kind of along those same lines, just kind of explain what this person has meant to you and the organization. Yeah, that's such a good question. I mean, there's people that I look up to that I've never met, right? Like John Gard, who's obviously a titan within the profession, who I've literally, I shook his hand once, but I'm in his office now and, and I think about him and I read about him a lot. And I know the impact that he's had on the profession is profound and will continue to be that. So I, I remain in awe of him. Frequently, I think back to, and I still reference this, the CRNAs right now who have no idea who I am, right, who, and never will, and probably don't much care, but they are in the trenches right now in rural and underserved areas. Some of them are in Afghanistan and in Iraq, but who every day are getting out of bed and making a difference in patients' lives. And to me, those are the people that I, I still truly deeply admire, who, who do not get the level of recognition and sometimes the level of respect that they've earned and they deserve, but are the ones who are doing it every day that makes us look so good and makes Ralph, Mel, Ralph's job a little bit easier, even though Ralph has a very difficult job in terms of telling people who we are and what we do. So I still deeply admire the CRNAs who 
are doing the work of the profession in the clinical space. I'm sure that they appreciate you too, even if they don't know who you are, Randy. Of course, (laughs) we didn't know who you were before you ran for the board, but I'm certainly glad you served on my board. So, thank you. Oh, it was my pleasure. Ralph, so your turn. Tell us if there are any particular mentors within the industry that you're thankful for, past, current. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I mean, my first introduction to CRNAs was with the first board that I worked underneath. And ever since, you know, I think the, the presidents during their times and as uh, president-elect and then as presidents, I get to interact with them a good amount. And right from the start, I realized just how passionate and how dedicated you all are especially the volunteer leaders. And that's, you know, truly, it's inspiring to see that someone's willing to give up their time and energy to do what amounts to a very hard full-time job as a volunteer. It's truly amazing, truly inspiring. So all the presidents I've served under, including you, Sharon, Dr. Quintana, Dr. Nimmo, right through Kate and the current board have served as mentors to me to, to see the passion that goes into this profession. Um, And then, you know, the CEOs, Wanda Wilson, who I've had the opportunity to serve under, and now Randy, have been great mentors to me, both personally and professionally. And the other CRNAs on staff, Dr. Jordan in particular, I've had the privilege and opportunity to work closely with over the past year plus uh, in her new role as Chief Advocacy Officer. And there's just so much to learn from all the CRNAs out there. But but those in particular have had a real impact on me, both personally and professionally. Well, Ralph, I remember whenever we were going, doing a lot of work in D.C. about the VA issue, and you and I went to a lot of organizations and a lot of VA organizations. What well, one time we had went to like 38. We all. Wow. <laughs> we, we did a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me about you. Oh, actually. hush. I mean, and we, we did a, a, wore out some shoe leather then, too. <laughs> But I was I was just to say we wore out some shoes and had some worse voices for sure. <laughs> yes, we did. So, Randy, what does success look like for the AANA through your eyes? Well, I have a maybe a slightly different view of what it looks like than the CRNAs who are in the clinical environment because I, I look at it through the lens of the CEO of the organization. And from my perspective, and this goes back to I, I made a speech at the annual congress and was really a call to action around being centered on what's important right what's truly important to the profession which is of course taking care of our patients Mm -hmm. and removing barriers associated with that so from my perspective success looks like and we're not there yet to be perfectly candid a profession and an organization that has a laser focus on north star goals and we move beyond internal issues right? Uh, And I think you all know what I'm talking about. I I would characterize them as distractions and get focused on the opportunity that's being presented to us in Washington, D.C. through economic factors that are favorably positioning nurse anesthetists. I think if we can get our act together as a profession, as an organization and the leadership in the organization, that would look like success. We're not there yet. Uh, We're making progress. But I want to be that high-performance organization that consistently focuses on what's important. 
Yeah, I think that's great, Randy. Ralph, do you? And I know you know when we talk about Washington, your your goals revolve around that a lot. But anything you'd like to add that maybe success on your end looks like? Yes, there's a number of things that I would like to achieve during my my tenure here, and, and which I view as success. But ultimately, you know, I just want to work to make sure that there are no federal barriers in place that would restrict a CRNA from doing what they're educated and trained to do and being reimbursed adequately for what they're trained and educated to do. So whether that be supervision under Medicare, full practice authority in the VA, ultimately I just want no barriers to a CRNA's doing exactly what uh, they've been educated and trained to do, and that would be success on my end. Well, we know you work very hard up there for us for that, and we appreciate that. From your viewpoint, Randy, what do you think every CRNA should be thankful for? Oh, that's a good one. I'll just go from my perspective, and and I alluded to this a little bit earlier, is that we truly are in what I characterize as the best profession in healthcare. And that's not just lip service because I'm the CEO of the organization. The impact that we have on patient care, on patients' lives, is profound daily. And the career that's being presented to us because of that, the ability to really give your family a certain kind of lifestyle, the quality and the intensity of our education. I think it's, and you look at the data, it's pretty clear, the vast majority of CRNAs are pretty happy in their job. And there's a reason for that. So I'm deeply thankful for being a CRNA. And I think most CRNAs are as well. What is it, 88% of CRNAs would choose the same profession all over again? Exactly. I think that's exactly right. For me, it's 100%. (laughs) I would do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Ralph, any anything to add to that from your viewpoint? Yeah, you know, from an outside perspective, you know, I think every CRNA and SRNA out there should be thankful for the, it's almost like a brotherhood or sisterhood. As an outsider, you can see it, that you guys enter into once you become CRNAs and rallying around the profession and supporting each other is, is amazing to watch. I don't get that from other lobbyists here in, in D.C., so it's definitely <laughs> something that you guys should cherish. You mean they're not? Their organizations are not as fun to be with as ours. <laughs> oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's not like work working for us. Is that what I hear you saying, Ralph? <laughs> no, it's you, you know, it's it's just the commitment that you guys have to one another is is a blessing, you know. And um, I'm more worried about another lobbyist stabbing me in the back than, than giving me a hug in the front, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is Washington, D.C., Ralph. <laughs> so how would you explain your enthusiasm for the organization to the members, Ralph? My enthusiasm for the organization, you know, uh, I wake up every morning and I am truly excited to go to work. When you have the opportunity in a role like mine to 100% have drank the Kool-Aid, you know, I am fully and utterly bought in. You know, I've, I've often told the story of my speech is that, you know, I see a nurse practitioner for my primary care needs. Uh, nurse midwives delivered both my children. And when my son needed surgery as an infant, I demanded that a CRNA perform the anesthetic. So I am completely bought in. Um, the leadership, the volunteer leadership, and both CEOs that I've served under, including Randall Moore, have created an environment where, you know, you're empowered to succeed. And I, you know, I, I like to win. I like to work hard at winning, 
And I feel empowered to do that. And that's, that's a blessing in any job. So I've, you know, I'm very thankful for that and thankful to the ANA for creating that type of environment for me to work in. Yeah, I think that's really good. Randy, what about you? How would you explain your enthusiasm? I mean, you've talked about it a little bit, but my understanding is you get up pretty early in the morning to get going on your job, correct? Well, yeah, it's, you know, I'm not going to complain about having the best job in the world, even though there's certainly <laughs> some things about it that, you know, you would probably trade in for, for other things. But it is indeed the best job in the world, especially even to consider the fact that I've had the privilege of serving at the top of the profession as uh, the chief staff officer of the organization. I mean, my enthusiasm is very similar to Ralph, is that we are a passionate group of people. Now, sometimes that makes me want to hurt myself. Uh, we're so passionate, but typically... Uh, you said that very politically correct, Randy. Good job. Yeah, you're right. But, but typically, if, if we're able to marshal that passion into constructive action, we can move mountains. Yep. And I've seen it, and it's going to happen again. And we're going to make things happen for CRNAs and for our patients this year, and certainly in the future as well. And that's what I'm enthusiastic about. I love being the leader of the staff of this organization. We have an immensely talented staff, and we have an immensely talented volunteer leadership. And that's what keeps me going. And anytime I start to feel sorry for myself, which is not too often, but occurs sometimes, <laughs> I get on a plane and I go speak at a state association meeting, or I go to one of our in-person a and meetings, and I come back wanting to run through a brick wall. And so not a lot of people get to have that privilege. And I'm thankful for that. You know, Randy, you are so right. You can be with a group of CRNAs, and I feel like that I can do anything after I've been around a group. I go to a meeting, mid-year assembly, good gosh, that thing, whenever I leave, I don't even need an airplane to come back home. I can fly home with my own arms. I mean, it's just invigorating. And I wish that these people who are in the trenches – doing the work would have that same opportunity sometimes because the more you're around other CRNAs, you're exactly right. You are right. Sharon, I I think about that with you and everything that you've got going on and what you've given to this organization and being back in school now and working and everything that you do. And there's lots of CRNAs out there that are like you and you see them at these meetings. Mm -hmm. And and boy, sometimes when I feel like, gosh, you know, I I just, I don't want to get up this morning or, you know, I don't want to do this. Sometimes... I think about you, Sharon. Oh, my and Lord. I think, Lord, if Sharon, she can do all the stuff she's doing, I can get my butt up and I can do X, Y, or Z. So you're right, Randy. I see that. I mean, you do feed off of that energy with these folks that are engaged and involved out there. I think that's spot on. Mm-hmm. I absolutely on. agree. So, Ralph, we're hoping you never move on from this organization. But if you do, how do you want to be remembered? I would like to be remembered for removing Medicare supervision requirements, achieving full practice authority in the VA, and essentially just leaving the profession in uh, much better shape than when I found. I think we would all remember you, Ralph. Yes. But I'm over here doing all kinds of things whenever you said get rid of federal supervision. Uh, that would be exciting. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Randy? When you have moved on to greener pastures, whether that be uh, you know the pearly gates somewhere, or whether that be uh, retirement, or whatever your next uh, move is, because we know that you're going to stay at the A and A, and at least until you retire. Um, you know what? What do you hope that everybody looks back and says? You know that that Randall Moore. This is what I think about him. 
You know, I, I spend almost no time thinking about my legacy or what other people think about me. And I don't mean that to sound the way that it just sounded, but it's just not something that I really think about a lot. But what I do, I guess what I would say is I would like to be remembered as someone who, who helped make other people successful, right? As opposed to, well, Randy was able to accomplish this or that. I would want people to say, well, Randy made or helped make the AA successful by making its leaders successful. And, and that's, that's basically my, my personal leadership philosophy, which is, you know, what can I do every day to make the people around me better? Because when they're better, we do better. So I, I think that that's, that's what I would like people to, to think about me in the future. Yeah. And just one thing I can say about you, Randy, since the time I've known you, you know, you do open doors for people and you connect people together and you connect them to opportunities. And, you know, I think as I've kind of watched you over the last few years and got to know you, that just seems to be something that I'll remember about you. Oh, thank you. As an outsider. As an outsider, for sure. Well, you know, this is good, Sharon. Now, let's talk about what we're thankful for for the organization, because we're going to have vastly different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there were a lot of wells dug that I drink from, as Sandy Marie Ouellette always says. And I had such terrific mentors in this organization, Linda Williams, you know, the Fab Four, my girlfriends, they all came from within the AANA. That's how we met. Jackie Rolls, Tracy Castleman, Carol Deutscher. We traveled together, and I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet them if it would not have been for the AANA. So lots of things within the organization. All the people I've served with, very grateful for the people who were on my, my board which that was Randy's first board. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, I knew he was a star whenever he came. I didn't know his name before, but but I knew it by the time he got there. But what about you, Jeremy? Well, gosh, I have so many things to be thankful for for this organization. Of course, I've been around for 20-plus years. And, you know, the first thing is, is my family because my wife is a CRNA and actually met her through the organization, which, um, you know, I was up speaking at a meeting, and she thought, who is that hot, good-looking young man up there? And <laughs> she, couldn't, she couldn't wait to get up and talk to me about her financial future, you know. So, so that, that and, you so know. So she married you to ensure financial future. Hey, I don't know. You have to ask her about that. But, <laughs> but you know, that and our, and our kids came from that. So that, that's an amazing reason that, you know, I love to help CRNAs anytime I can. I mean, I have tons of friends that are CRNAs and and colleagues I've met throughout the years and boards that I serve on and just causes that are important to CRNAs that are really important to me now. And, you know, the business aspect, you know, we have clients, obviously, are CRNAs, and we develop wonderful relationships and been able to help them. And, you know, I find that very fulfilling in in what I do as well. And they're the smartest people I know. Some of them are, are, are very smart, and some of them are smarter you're talking about me now. Well, you know, I was going to go down a certain path there, but I'll probably I'll leave you alone, Sharon. Well. Um, well, this has been great. We hope that everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving and is thankful for everything that they have. We want them to be thankful for this organization. And thank you guys for talking to us on this day. We appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure.
We want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review, but only if it's positive. And make sure and hit that subscribe button. So listeners, other listeners can find us. That's right. But happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's a wrap. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group. Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny.